Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control Alt Delete. My guest today is the wonderful Priyanka Chopra Jonas. She is the multi award winning actor and producer who pretty much everyone in the whole world has heard of. She is a former Miss World. She made her movie debut in 2002 and she has since appeared in more than 60 films produced in India and the US. For all of her work in association with UNICEF, she was awarded the prestigious Danny Kaye Humanitarian Award in 2019 which is amazing. And in February 2021, Priyanka published her first book, a memoir called Unfinished, which she wrote during the 2020 lockdown. And we discussed the book in this episode. I really loved it. It's full of her reflections, stories about her family, her diverse career, how she became the person she is today. And I really enjoy chatting to her. So if you liked this episode, please do consider leaving a little review somewhere and definitely get a copy of Unfinished. It's a really great read. And if you want to know more about Priyanka, then it's the best place to go and hear her story in her own words. Hope you enjoy this one. And here it is. So I'm very, very excited today because I have such a wonderful guest, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I got sent your book this week. I read it in one evening. Couldn't put it down. (laughs) And it was so lovely hearing so much more about you, hearing all about how you grew up, about how you got to where you are now. And it felt like one big reflection up until now. And I think in a recent L profile, you mentioned that you worked on it during the pandemic kind of lockdowns. Is that right? Did you kind of go into yourself and worked on it then? You know, I was supposed to write the book. I had talked about the fact that I was, I wanted to do it. Um, I picked a memoir because I thought, you know, you've lived your life, you know your life best. It's the easiest thing to write would be your own life. I did not expect what I got. When I sat down to write it, I just couldn't remember things and I wasn't sure, you know, how I wanted to reflect on it, what I wanted to say, because I was also super busy, um, you know, traveling so much. It only took a global pandemic for me to actually sit down, you know, look at the blank page in front of me and then feel like reflecting and I don't think this book would have been the same if it wasn't for how vulnerable I think everyone in the world was feeling at that time you know when we were all shut down and everything felt daunting and um, you know I was feeling unstable unsure and I think that that vulnerability lent me to reach deep down inside and be so open and something that I had never ever done. I I was running at such a fast pace all my life, um, you know, that I had never taken stock of a situation. And here I was feeling the need to do it. And did you find, because I know in the first few pages you write about your super busy lifestyle and you were saying the irony of not really practicing yoga and like having been around so many spiritual people and then you were sort of downing multiple coffees and flying around the world. Have you missed that side of your life a lot or have you kind of enjoyed this period of time as well are you kidding I love the silence (laughs) I mean I would be very happy to never do a zoom meeting again please you know thank you next but um besides that I'm I I loved having this time and 
you know, I felt it made me feel grateful for having what I have to be able to have a home, to be able to feel safe, to have my family that was safe for us to be able to quarantine, you know, and also be able to go back to work uh, at a time when I know a lot of people weren't being able to work. So it, it made me very grateful. But at the same time, it gave me the kind of time I had with my husband that I probably never would have had with our dogs to be able to be home, pick my cushions and, you know, test out my bed sheet and um, figure out which nooks and corners I was I wanted to put my stuff in in our house. Like that was that's such a precious gift that, um, you know, I got, which was those six months of being able to just be home. Yeah, totally. I, I I think most people have found that, that whatever happens, we'll look back at this time and realize that we spent so much time together, well, with our families. But um, with the book, I know that you say in it that you, over the years, have had to put a bit of a line, draw a line in the sand of what you want to share and what you don't want to share. How did you come up with knowing what you wanted to put out there in the book and what you didn't? Because it is very personal, but I'm guessing there were certain things you you still want to keep to yourself? Of course. I think now, you know, having been in a public person for all 20 years of my life, I've kind of figured out how to get away with just skimming the surface and sharing just, you know, the superficial side of me and not really having to share who I personally am because as much as I might be for public consumption because of the job that I've picked, my job doesn't depend on people's opinion of me. You know, it depends on my people's opinion of my work. And I just focus on that. So whether people like me, don't like me, have an opinion of me, um, it's not really been something I've ever taken pressure about. So I've always dealt with the public side of me in, you know, very um, true to the moment. Like there'll be times I want to share, you know, my home and my pictures with my dogs, or there'll be times when, you know, you won't hear from me. And it's just, I, I my relationship with it is not so um, stressful or permanent because the real me, the me that matters is outside of my job. It is the person I'm at home. It is who I am with my friends and my family. And that's been very consistent. Um, so the book was really, I was at this place, other side of 35, you know, feeling confident, feeling um, feeling secure in myself, where if I dealt with the insecurities of my past, they didn't daunt me anymore, you know. And um, that's why the book has a lot of things that I probably never have spoken about, probably never will speak about. But it was okay for me to do it in my own terms, in my own words. Yes, I love that. And, and and with memoir, it feels like the processing is done beforehand and then the book comes out when that person is ready to share, which really came across. And I did love, I know you mentioned in the book that you're like on the cusp of being a millennial and how <laughs> by your, the skin of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and how your relationship with the internet has changed. I felt like that was so relatable. I think most millennials are just getting to the point where we don't really want to be on it anymore whether or not you have millions of followers I feel like people are getting a little bit bored with it maybe but um I did love though that you said that you met your husband via DM I just I didn't I didn't know that I thought that was brilliant <laughs> yeah he definitely slid into my DMs and it was such a confident pro move you know I was like oh okay um I'd never done that before but uh 
I definitely my relationship with social has changed over time for sure. Um, I think now I'm a little bit more wary. Um, but also I don't give a lot of credence to so much toxicity that's out there. I think it's really important to, you know, sort of separate yourself from the good and the bad by just seeing it in like the way I see it is there's so many people out there that'll give you positivity and then be so many people out there that'll give you negativity. It's who you choose to include in your circle. Um, and that's what matters. And I choose to be on the side of the light. So now I just, um, and also because, like I said earlier, my job doesn't depend on people's opinions. So, you know, it's easier for me to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. And it was really nice when I was reading, reading the acknowledgements, which is something that I'm so obsessed with. You had pages and pages of people made me think that it's so nice to see such a full friendship and life and family, like so many people around you that it's all not dependent on being on the internet, living a good life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, something that really came out in the book was this theme of multitudes. Not only have you grown up with different cultures around you, like the influences of modern India, traditional India, America, you've traveled so much, but also your multi-hyphenate career. My favorite bit in the book is when you say, I always knew that my career would never just be one thing, not just films, not just music, not just television. I would follow a multitude of paths to make sure that all of my creative interests and endeavors would be fed. It's like, I love that. Of course you did. You invented multi-hyphenate <laughs> career. Um, I stole your word. <laughs> I think that's why we got paired together for this interview as well. So I could ask you about that. But did you always know from a young age that you you weren't just going to be one thing? No. Um, I think we're all a sum of our experiences. You can't possibly know something that you know right now at a time when you were not meant to understand it. Um, and there are things that we'll probably understand five years later that we're not meant to understand right now. I'm, I'm very, Im I embrace change because it's the only constant in our lives. Everything is always changing. Everything is transient. Um, so I think when I was younger, every year I would think about the next thing that I wanted to be. So one year I'd want to be you know, I don't know, an engineer. And the other year I'd want to be someone who paints walls. And, you know, like I used to have various ideas of the things that I could be. But the common part was it was never one thing. And my parents always encouraged me to go in various directions, try various things, be curious, be inquisitive, ask questions. Instead of being afraid, I was pushed in the direction of curiosity. And I think that is such a gift a parent can give their child because you have a sense of fearlessness, you know, when it comes to approaching the world and even approaching adulthood and relationships. Um, I think that that was a really enriching gift that I received when I was very young, which I think lent itself to me being able to do multiple things. Also being a girl, you know, Emma, I think women can multitask. I mean, no offense to guys, um, but women can multitask and be excellent at multiple things at the same time. It's just in our DNA.
reading about your mum in the book, that was a good example as well as someone who did multiple things. Especially, I think when you when you look at mothers, just the role of being a mother, it's normally that woman isn't just being one thing. And I couldn't believe it that she spoke nine different languages and she was a pilot and she did other things. It's incredible. Yeah, my mom was like such an overachiever that, you know, she just had to make everyone look bad, even now. Um, you know, she's constantly evolving, constantly changing. She moved into business. You know, she has her own clinic. She's doing, um, you know, seminars on um, on skincare and beauty. And, um, you know, she's evolved so much. And I just see her constantly learning and striving and being a new person. She had this amazing still does amazing thirst for knowledge um whatever that might be a thirst for life and um and pr- that's probably why she did all of these multiple things is because you know it was like i want to learn more my mom never cooked okay never ever cooked for us but this year she's been quarantined with me she started learning how to cook when quarantine started like properly and she can make gourmet meals now within one year of being in quarantine that's a testament to the person my mother is she just learns new things and i think it it i i vibed that i loved that about her and i've definitely become like that i love that i know and it's never too late to learn anything new is it or change careers or start again and i find that very freeing but even in the the pageant years when um you kind of went into that world and won everything and went down that route even then it felt like your family had your back though that you weren't going to be pigeonholed in any way it, you know i give so much credit to my parents it was a completely new world right and i was 17 years old literally in my school uniform 3 months ago and thrown into the business of fashion which nobody had any idea about we you know from a small town but my dad was like okay you have a dream you want to do this and i was like i think so I, yeah i want to do it and he was like okay how are we figuring this out we used to have a very logical chopra family conversation everyone was a team member everyone had to say something even my 10 year old brother had an opinion he just wanted to kick me out of it. he just wanted his room back so he wanted me to leave the house um but everyone had an opinion we used to talk about it pros cons let's call this person let's make a plan here and it just the possibility everything seemed possible because we would do it together it was never alone i never had to navigate it alone um and my parents put me and my desires first they just did and i never realized till much later in my life actually um what a big sacrifice it was for my mom and dad when i moved to mumbai to follow my you know pageantry and movies and my parents had to shut down shut down a hospital that they had spent a really long time building it was their dream they shut that down they moved cities my dad took a job instead of being the surgeon you know he put down a scalpel picked up a pen um got into administration my mom was traveling with me instead of being the physician that she is it was they just never even let me think about it but they sacrificed their careers because i was building mine and i will eternally be grateful for that support it's funny when you grow up you start realizing those sorts of sacrifices don't you because when you're younger you just don't realize took it for granted completely i was like it's your job you're my parents of course <laughs> you have to do it but like it's not you know <laughs> and how lucky to have such 
wonderful parents. And I, I wondered, did that play into then your, it must have your sense of boundaries and self-respect and confidence in certain ways, because the, the bit in the book as well, that was so inspiring about quitting the movie that you were on when the director wanted you to do something you weren't comfortable with. That felt like a real moment of, it doesn't matter how much I'm going to lose from this. I, I don't want to do it. I think my parents really, again, when I was younger, between their upbringing and my sense of independence, I learned very early on how I like to be treated, you know, how I would want to be treated. Sometimes I was, you know, I I remembered it. Sometimes I didn't remember it. You know, we all go through go through that. But that was one of those times where I remembered that I didn't want to feel like this. You know, and I wouldn't allow someone to make me feel like this. I didn't make a noise about it. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't even tell the person why I walked out of the movie because I was young and I was scared and I was told, you know, you have to work within a system as a young woman who's trying to break into movies. So I did that. I worked within the system. But I stood up for myself in my own way by walking away. And I think... I do give my younger self a pat on the back for doing that, for understanding that difference of saying that, you know, it, it's not do or die, of not taking the pressure of I'll do anything to get where I want. You know, I, integrity is very important to me. I have to be able to, you know, be my own person and look at myself in the mirror and be able to sit with my family, knowing that I walk on the right side of things, you know, as the best we can. We're all human. Um, and I'm really proud of my younger self to have stood up for herself. There's some really nice confidence advice, like weaved in throughout the book, I felt. It's not like you're giving people tips, but you kind of, through the storytelling, I felt like I got some advice in that area of even the pep talks that you would give yourself. And and I wonder if people reading would be surprised that you were ever bullied someone like you you know you kind of think that wouldn't happen but it obviously did and it's very relatable I think so many people have in many small ways been been bullied in their adult life or or growing up absolutely I think bullying is such a large part of our lives and we don't talk about it enough and bullying doesn't just mean you know a kid on um, in a playground pushing you or someone calling you names in a high school. It is, it's abuse of power is bullying. And we see that everywhere all the time. And I think that it's terrible, you know, um, and each one of us need to recognize when it happens to us and we need to not be okay with it. And, you know, um, I was very lucky that I got away with unscathed, maybe, maybe a little bit scathed I don't know um, but so many people I've seen I've heard of who bullying has affected extremely adversely who've who've not been able to pull themselves out of what that made them feel like and I was lucky to be surrounded by so much support and love with my family and my friends and you know I moved away from high school and I went back to India and I could change my my environment a lot of people can't change their environment and they are stuck with people that bully them and it's 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 a really terrifying thing and it should not be okay and it's not um cool it's just not because I wondered with the book coming out now it feels like such a good time to almost 
have a book with these like big life lessons in as well for the people reading it but obviously it's called unfinished did you I mean where did that come from I mean it's obvious that you know you might write more in the future but why now did you want to write this one well it's called unfinished because of multiple things I have left many things unfinished in my life and it's okay to do that when it doesn't work for you it's okay to pick up and walk away and it's okay to not have closure and it's okay to you know be sort of incomplete as they say and be unfinished um the second thing is i just feel like i have so much more i want to do so much more um i feel like i want to achieve um so much more i'm excited about so i feel like i'm at a point in my life where i just sat and took stock of what had happened so far so that i could take stock of my future on that note what are you excited about coming up this year because i know that there's a lot coming out and i <laughs> almost don't know what's been announced and what hasn't so i think i'd leave it to you <laughs> but i just wanted to say quickly though i've been watching the white tiger on netflix and it's oh, what did you so brilliant so so good oh. Thank you so much. Um well, The White Tiger is out obviously right now. Um and I just finished filming two movies. Um one is The Matrix 4 and the other one is called Text for You. It's um a romantic comedy and it's really exciting. It's my first romantic comedy in America, so I'm very excited about that. Um then i'm doing a tv show called citadel at the moment which is filming in london and is with the russo brothers and richard madden um which i start this month actually very exciting then um i have a hair care line which i just launched it's called anomaly and it is it's for everyday people it's um you know real life um hair product which i'm very excited about because it's the first time i founded something and it's exclusively in the us at the moment but we'll go international by the end of the year so yeah you know i'm sort of trying to grow in various verticals you know i've just about become an author for the first time so i want to be able to push doing a little bit of writing as well um yeah so all the Amazing. things i'm so glad that people are still filming during this time because something that used to just be a bit of entertainment perhaps is now turned into a bit of a lifeline for people you know waiting for netflix shows to drop is like taken on a new meaning during this well, time thank you for saying that because you know it's a very daunting time to be an actor on a set because we're the ones that take off the mask you know um while we're on set and even though everyone is tested it's just it's a really crazy time and people are consuming so much entertainment because everyone is at home that you know we're making it and um that is why in the UK um you know film and TV is allowed and everyone is filming um but it's a very crazy time to be filming i have to you know be honest yeah Well, I'm very excited to watch everything that you've got coming out. And um yeah, thank you for bringing out such a brilliant book during this time for us all to read as well. Oh, thank you so much, Emma. 